Hey there, welcome back to the Pursuit Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Shana Recker. And today for you guys, we are going to have a little update on my journey with ADHD and a few other fun things that are going on in my world that I am excited to share with you guys. Um, So I hope that you guys are doing good. It's been a little bit since I dropped anything on here. We had the interview with uh, Jenny Rainbow Lion that just launched last week. And um, I just had, it was a busy time for me in these last couple weeks. We are um, shifting some things. We're doing some stuff. And uh, so I'll tell you a little bit more about that in a second. But uh, what I want to share with you guys today is just a little bit more about where I'm at with the ADHD stuff, because I kind of took a little bit of a break from it all because there's just, you know what? There's a lot, there's a lot. And I think I know my, my mind is trying to tell me that it's not that big of a deal. And my mind is trying to tell me that I don't like, I don't need to worry about it. Like it's not that big of a deal. And that, um, you know, you've gotten this far, right? Like you've gotten this far, you're 47 years old. Like why make this a big deal? Don't put any effort and attention into it because you're going to, you know, make it more than it is. Like that's what my brain's kind of doing to me. And, um, I am aware of it. And as I'm doing more research on ADHD, especially women, specifically adult women with ADHD and doing more research, but also now that I have this awareness that I, that it is something that I have and I'm, I'm seeing more and more how it's showing up in my life. Because the thing is, is for my entire life up until this past year, it's just the way that I was. It was just like, it wasn't anything. I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't looking at anything as if there was a reason behind why I was doing things in a certain way or why things were happening in a certain way. It was just, it was just like, it was just nothing. It's like, you just do what you do because you do it and it's nothing, right? Well, when you are told and you find out that you have something like ADHD, you start to one, become aware of how your brain is functioning. (laughs) Like it's like, and, and I actually think everybody should be aware of this anyways, regardless Um, you know, you, awareness is key to all kinds of good change. Like that's awareness is, I talk about awareness a lot. It's like, if you, if you don't see something, you can't fix it, you know, or uh, not fix it. I don't want to, cause I'm, I have very strong feelings about the whole fixing piece of things, but if you can't see something or if you don't know something's wrong, or if you don't know something is causing you to struggle, then you can't see it and work with it and figure out how to, you know, make it work for you. And that was a really awkward way to kind of say, fix it without saying, fix it. But, um, so yeah, awareness is key because when you're aware of what's going on in your life and how your brain is actually functioning, then you can make better choices. And I think that's kind of what I was trying to say. And, and so that's kind of what's been going on. So just as a quick update, if you haven't watched or listened to my first podcast on this, I did a podcast on the discovery of ADHD in my world and, um, you know, getting the diagnosis and kind of what I went through. So if you want to catch up with that, you might want to go and listen to that episode first. I don't have my buzz sprout up, so I don't exactly know what episode number it is, but if you just search ADHD, you'll find it. 
I, um, the, the two second version of that podcast is basically about six months ago, I was officially diagnosed with ADHD because I was starting to notice some similarities to some people that I follow online who are ADHD entrepreneurs and the similarities in their struggles were very similar to mine. And my husband was noticing it. And, uh, so we, we got officially diagnosed. I kind of ignored it actually not kind of, I did ignore it. Um, cause that was like November of 2021 and I totally ignored it. I, I did get some medication, but I didn't do anything with it. I just put it in the cupboard. And then I, uh, my, a guy, my husband works with has ADHD and was talking to me about him being on meds and how great it was for him. And that got me kind of thinking about everything again. And I pulled those, that medication out of the cupboard and I started to try the medication. I was very nervous because I didn't, I didn't know. I really hadn't, I mean, I hadn't done anything about it. I had got the diagnosis and kind of went, oh, well, I've been like this for 47 years. Why do I need to do anything about it now? And just kind of said, fuck it basically. But again, because I was aware now that there was a reason to some of the things that I was doing and the way that I was thinking. And as I was doing some more research, I discovered more and more about myself and about the way my brain works and got curious about, you know, what I could do to stop some of these things. Some of them, some of the bigger ones is the rejection sensitive dysphoria, which is RSD. And I had never heard of that before. Even when I got my diagnosis, nobody told me about that. Um, it was just kind of like a paper thing you filled out and then you gave it to your doctor and then he looked at it and went, okay, and here's some meds to try. Like my so far has been very kind of like, it's been very loose. My, my process of kind of figuring out the right method for me. Anyways, it's a side topic, but I will say that, oh shoot. Now I lost my train of thought. Um, what was I saying? Oh, as I learned more about some of the symptoms, because when I started to get on the train of wanting to try the medication, I started really researching the medication because before I tried it, I like, I hyper-focused on, okay, the first medication I got was Concerta. So I hyper-focused on Concerta for like three days And I was like watching YouTube videos. I was doing research. I was looking up websites. I was reading information about it. Um, And to be honest, when I first got the medicine, I did that. And I ended up, that's one of the reasons why I didn't take it. Because I got on a tangent of a lot of negative negative comments and people who had tried it that it didn't go very well. And it kind of, it scared the shit out of me. And so I didn't try it. But after talking to uh, my husband's friend that he works, that works in his studio, I felt a lot better about trying it because he was like a firsthand reference of somebody who was taking the same medication. And I got to ask him all kinds of questions and I just, I trust him and I felt really, really safe, um, with his recommendations. So I did do another few days of intense research and watched a lot of YouTube videos of actual people who have ADHD, who had started taking medication specifically Concerta and what their results were. And in that, I discovered things like RSD, which I didn't know existed, which is rejection sensitivity dysphoria, which is a thing that 
your brain, when you have RSD, which is very, very common in ADHD, is your brain takes situations or takes things that are either said to you or responses that are, you know, happened to you or, you know, all these things. And it, it makes it way worse than it actually is. And hold on, I got to blow out this candle. (laughs) It's really strong. Um, I'm also noticing that side point. I'm very sensitive to smells. I've been noticing that too. So I don't know if that's connected, but candle smells literally hurt my nose after a while. Okay. So rejection sensitivity dysphoria is where you, you just like, you take things so much harder and you like internalize it and then you spiral on it. And then you feel like everybody who's involved in that situation literally hates you and like, is just so mad. Like it's, I I can't describe it, but when I heard about it, it was like one of those moments where I was like, Oh my gosh, that's me. Like, Oh my God, that's me. Like all this, like all of these situations kind of started flooding into my head of like, Oh my gosh, I, that wasn't like that, that thing that happened really wasn't a big deal, but fuck, did I fester on that for like a week and felt sick to my stomach over it? Meanwhile, the other person probably wasn't even thinking about it for two more seconds. Like, you know what I mean? It's like you take things and you magnify them in your mind and they become so much worse than they actually are. And you are very overly sensitive to other people's responses to anything and everything that's going on in your world. And it's interesting. My husband said this to me because it's, I find I get like this with close personal relationships. I don't feel like I'm so much now this is me talking. So my brain could be just saying this. I don't feel like I'm so much like this in business. And I don't know if that's because I've done a lot of work on letting go of uh, detaching from outcomes in my business and setting up boundaries and stuff for that in my business life, but not so much in my personal life. So because I spent eight solid years working as a network marketer, so you can imagine like, like fucking rejection is part of that gig. Like you're always being rejected in network marketing because you're trained to go out and talk to people and ask people if they'll try a sample, come to your facial thing or host a party. And you know, like I did that for eight years and it, I mean, I don't think it really bothered me when somebody rejected me back then. But to be honest, like, I don't, there's a lot of that stuff that I don't even remember because it was at such a crazy time in my life. Like I had just had a baby. I just started that business. I was just following through doing what I was supposed to do. Probably super hyper-focused on trying to make that business like a super success, which I actually did make that into a, a pretty big success. Uh, only to literally self-sabotage it a few years later. But but I the rejection sensitive dysphoria doesn't seem to be a symptom in my business as much as it is in my personal life. So it's like in doing the research of what is part and parcel of an ADHD diagnosis and how our brains work differently, I've become more and more aware of the things in my life that have been affected by it that I didn't know. And that's been an interesting journey. I talk a little bit about that in my first podcast, but 
since, since now it's been a few months since trying, starting, I've been trying different medications and, you know, I've been taking some breaks and stuff like that. Cause it's a lot. It's a, it is a fucking lot. I'm not going to lie. It's a lot. And it doesn't seem like it could, it should be a lot, but it is a lot. It is a lot. It makes me a little bit emotional. It's a lot because you're con- now I'm aware of what's going on in my life and in my brain. And I'm seeing how it's impacting things, but I also don't know all the answers, but I'm also trying some medications. I'm also dealing with the side effects, but then I'm also running a business, but I'm also a mom and I'm also a wife and I'm also learning. And like, I'm also perimenopause. I'm, you know, like it's a fucking lot. It's heavy. It's really heavy. And it's been really heavy for me. And I actually don't think I allow myself to feel the heaviness. If I'm really honest with you, I really feel like I keep going, no, it's okay. I'm good. I'm good. Like, I'm good. I can do all this. And I think that is also part of being ADHD is that I have this incessive need to just keep moving. Just keep going. Just keep going. It's okay. You keep going. You just keep doing the next thing, the next thing, launch the thing, do the thing, you know, it's, it's, it's like. And like, you know, this is real time thinking, you guys, this is, I didn't prepare anything for this. This is me thinking out loud with you. Um, and I really want to be that person. I really do want to be that person that shares this journey because I have had since even talking about this a little bit here on the podcast and on my Instagram, so many people reach out and say, we need more people to talk about this because there's not enough there's not enough. And I totally agree. Like it was really difficult for me to find actual real human beings. It Okay. It wasn't, I mean, there is a lot on YouTube, but people that I could relate to that had, you know, tested medications and stuff that I could feel like I was, I, that were in, that were in the same vibe as me. You know what I mean? Like it was really difficult to find actual things that I could feel connected to and be like, oh, okay. I, I trust this this person's, you know, POV kind of thing, because she's like me, like that was really difficult. And so I'm like, I feel compelled to be a voice for some of this. I don't know that I want to, you know, turn my whole life into being, you know, a spokesperson for ADHD, but I do want to bring awareness through it for it through my platforms. And so, like, like I said, I am going to be talking more about this. I have actually some stuff I'm going to share with you guys about that here in a minute, but this is like, this is what I've been going through and it's been really heavy. It's been heavy for my husband. Like he's been having to maneuver all of this himself too, right? Like he's learning about it, watching and witnessing me and noticing things and even having trouble trying to figure out how to how to approach me on certain things, because one of the things that I've noticed in the last little while, and here again, I don't know, is this perimenopause? Is this like, is this a hormonal thing? Is this an ADHD thing? But I have been particularly moody, like really, really moody. And, and it's not that I'm trying to be, and it's not that I want to be, but I think it's a combination of ADHD because I am in my head a lot because I'm processing, I'm looking, I'm, I'm awareing. I'm like, was that this, was that, that? And I'm also like going into the past and thinking about things that I did. And like it, there's like an, it's like almost like 
like I have a heightened awareness to the point where it's a little bit distracting because there's, I'm, I'm, there's so many things. And especially as an entrepreneur, you know, because there's also so many things being an entrepreneur. So, you know, I'm just processing a lot. And so that has created a lot of, you know, moods in me as well. And so like at one point I said to my husband, I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm either not on ADHD meds and I'm feeling all the things I'm on ADHD meds and I'm feeling all like crazy. And I'll talk about that. Um, I'm taking Esther, not Esther, I'm taking a low dose birth control pill right now to help with my moods because of perimenopause. I'm trying to get all these vitamins in me to help with all the things. And I'm like, I feel like I'm just a whole bunch of fucking shit going on soup and I'm just stirring it all up and I'm trying to figure out like what's working and what's not working. And I'm like, I, part of me sometimes feels like I'm a little bit cuckoo. However, so with that being said, actually, let's go down this road. That's how I was feeling. I had been super moody. My husband was noticing it. He's like, you don't seem happy. I'm like, I don't feel happy. Like there's just so much going on. We, you have to remember, like we also have human stresses of everyday life and paying the the, the rent and paying for groceries. And, you know, we're in the middle of a recession or starting a recession or all of these things. Like there's a, there's all of these things going on. And I'm, I'm not saying we're different or special. Like everybody's got their shit. It just feels extra heavy for me right now. And so it has affected me and my moods and how I've been, been being. And it's hard to get out of that. Like it's really hard to get out of that, especially, and this is what I'm finding as somebody with ADHD is I can spiral on something negative for a very long time. And it's, it's like, I can't get my brain to detach from the negative and, and I, and I, and trust me, I am somebody who does all the personal development. I know about meditation. I do meditate. I know about thoughts become things. I understand that energy creates our reality. I understand that my inner world creates my outer world. I understand all of that stuff. I fucking study that stuff day in and day out. But when you get hyper-focused on something negative in your life, it is like, it's like, it's like attached to you so strongly that you, it's like, I know all of these things and I try and do some of these things and it's still there. And so it's, you know, the visual that's coming up for me right now. My God, you guys, the visual, I'm a very visual thinker. I, I think in pictures a lot of when I'm coaching with my clients, I'm often drawing while they're talking because the things that come up for me or I'm writing words because I see pictures in my head for them as they're talking. Anyways, this is just what's happening. I don't know if you guys have seen the the movie Aliens where the aliens like come pop out and they suck on people's faces. (laughs) Like it goes right over their face. That's like the negative thought for me. It's like, it's like, it's like on my face and it's like sucking the life out of me and I can't pull it off. That's what the, the, the spiral feels like for me. And no matter what I try and do, go for a walk, meditate, whatever it, it, it relieves it temporarily. But then as soon as I stop, it comes back. And the problem is, is when you get into that space, you don't make good decisions. You're not in a good mood. You like, you just 
like my husband says, he can feel it in my office. When he walks in, if I'm feeling that he can feel it when he walks in, he doesn't even have to ask. He knows, but you can't get out of it. It's like such a crazy thing. And it happens for me. And it'll be like two or three days. And then for some, somehow, some way it just kind of undoes, it just sort of loosens its grip. And then it, it either, cause something happens and it, the negative thing I'm thinking about gets better or it's not, I realized that what I was focused on isn't actually as bad as it seems. And I, I get out of it and I'm, I'm okay. So it's like, it comes in small little pieces and it's in, it's not predictable. And it's, it usually gets triggered by when something negative happens or something happens in my business or my personal life or something. And I get that rejection sensitivity, sensitivity dysphoria. And I go super deep on something. And so this is actually something that happened recently this, this past week, actually like Friday, I was like in full tears. Like I was just so down about stuff and I won't, I'm not going to talk about the stuff right now. At some point I'm going to, because I do think it's important, uh, to really share the realities and the realness of life and business as entrepreneurs and all the things, because sometimes you can feel like you're alone in a lot of these things, but you're not like, you're not people go through all this shit all the time. And I think that's something that alongside the ADHD stuff, entrepreneurship stuff, that these things need to be brought to the table and brought to light so that those who are out there feeling alone can find these conversations and go, Oh God, I'm not alone. Okay. This is like actually kind of normal, you know, because when you feel that, like you feel that something, even though it sucks, but you feel like, Oh, I'm not alone. Other people have the same sort of thing you, you just instantly change. It just changes in you that you're like, okay, I can deal with this because they dealt with it. So can I, but when you feel like you're alone, it can sometimes feel like, like, like this is forever. Like I I'm the only one, this is going to be forever. I'm never going to get rid of this. Like I'm never going to, this is never going to let go. I don't know if you guys have ever felt that, but so last week, this happened to me Thursday, Friday, I got into the funk, maybe Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I was like, a wipeout. Forget it. Now you would never know that if you went to my Instagram, because I can put on a really good face sometimes when things feel shitty and you still need to show up and you still need to do the work. Cause my brain is still go, go, go. You got to do, you know, you got to do, do, do. Um, but behind the scenes, I was, I was actually a bit of a wreck. So what happened was this triggered me to actually, I had a beautiful, beautiful conversation with my husband. It was one of those things that it was really like hard at first. Cause I was really in a funk and he, you know, we started talking about it, but I was really funky, but it, anyways, it led us to have this really beautiful conversation and we talked about it all night. Um, and into the next morning, uh, the, in the morning, there was still residual stuff from my Friday, basically my Friday, um, breakdown. And he said, you know, he said the words, he's like, well, what about the medication? And to be honest, I was a little bit pissed off when he said that, because I was like, this isn't something that I need to like, I, I don't, this is the whole fixing thing is something I feel very strongly about when it comes to ADHD. This is not something that I need to fix. This is something I need to understand and work with in whatever ways those, those things need to be, because how my brain works is who I am and I'm not going to change who I am, but I will utilize tools as well as medication as a tool 
to help help my brain function in a way that allows me to still be who I am, but yet um, not take things like so personally and not feel like I have to go, go, go all the time and like just calm things down. And so he'd mentioned the medication because I have medication in my cupboard that I've, you know, kind of tried a couple times and then was like, fuck it. I don't like this. He mentioned it again. He was like, you know, what about the medication? And I was upset at first because I was like, it's not like he's like, it was like, I took it as you need to take the medication because you need to fix this. But that's not what he was saying, but that's how I took it. And it was almost out of spite. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Because it was Saturday morning. It was almost out of spite. It was where my brain, I was kind of like, fine, I'll just take the medication. And 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 there you go. And I'll take it. And you'll see. Like, nothing's going to change. Anyways, I took the medication. And this, I'm trying a new one. This is a new one for my doctor. This is, um, and I'm not a doctor or a therapist or anything like that. So you need to work with your doctor on this. Um, I'm just telling you my own experiences. So do not by any means, you got to go through this process on your own. Um, I'm on right now, 10 milligrams of Adderall. I think it is Adderall XR. And so I took that in the morning on Saturday morning to be like, fine, I'll take the medication. But you know what happened? It was like the most beautiful day. It was the, like I, my mood changed. My brain slowed down. I could actually think without like all the dark cloud over it, you know, like it was, it was actually felt like a big relief and I felt like I could breathe. And I even made me look back on Thursday, Friday and be like, I could see how much I was overreacting to what my brain was like saying, like, this is really bad. Let's like hyper-focus on this because it's really bad and we need to like stress. I could see like from an outside perspective how actually like crazy that was. Because I was so calm on Saturday. I was just like everything just felt different. And so that was Saturday. This is Sunday. You're listening. I don't know when you're listening to this, but so Friday was like the full breakdown. Saturday I took the meds to kind of like quote unquote spite my husband. <laughs> but I had the best day and I felt really good. Today is Sunday. I took it again today. Feel really good. I mean, I'm st- there are side effects. Like I, you know, um, had a bit of tiredness in the afternoon and like, you know, just it, it's, it's, it makes you super thirsty and like, there's some side effects, but having some conversations with some friends and things like that, who are also ADHD and taking meds and stuff like that. I realized that the medication is something that you've got to give like two, three weeks not two, three days to really discover if it's working for you because, you know, some of the side effects that are pretty intense in the beginning, they, they ease off a little bit as you keep going. And so that's, that's where I'm at right now is like, okay, now that I'm realizing that this is actually really is benefiting me at this point is what I'm noticing that I'm going to give it an honest try and I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep taking this medication. Um, I'm going to talk with my doctor this week, just to have a few questions for him about like, you know, just want to, I just want to explain to him how I'm feeling on it to make sure that that's normal and to make sure that that's okay. Um, there's another medication I want to ask him about that another person I know is, is taking. Cause the thing is with this, you guys, what I'm learning is that the medication 
part of ADHD. It's not like, oh, you have ADHD, take this medication and everything gets corrected and everything's like fine. And you, your brain starts functioning properly. It's not like that at all. It's like, try this one. And then you got to see how does your body metabolize it? What's the right dosage for you? What were the effects of it? Did you, you know, like if that didn't work, then you can try this one. There's like, I don't know how many different medications, but you've got to find the right combination for you. So it is a lot of trial and error and you've got to work closely with your doctor to be able to say like, this is how this is making me feel. You know, is this right? Is this wrong? What do you think about this? Like, it's, it's not just to go to your doctor. Here's the diagnosis, take a medication and, and you're done. It is a, a work in progress. That's my, that this is my, um, journey anyways. So, um, so there's that. And I know actually I've discovered that there's actually ADHD coaches and things like that out there too. I haven't gone down that road yet, but something I'm definitely looking into, but, um, so there's a lot of different ways that you can manage your symptoms based on your ADHD symptoms. Cause everybody's ADHD symptoms are different. Like this is the other thing I'm learning is there are hyperactive ADHD and then there's, um, whatever the opposite of that is. Um, fuck, I can't remember the word there's hyperactive. And then there's my mind's blanking the other one, like where you're, you're not hyperactive. You're the opposite of that. And then there's like a combination. And I feel like I'm a combination because I'm sometimes hyperactive, but I'm in ways, but not other ways. Like it's interesting. Everybody's kind of different in this. So, um, yeah, so you have to work with your doctor to figure out like what's actually working for you. And, and it can feel a little bit like you're going down. Like I said to my husband, I'm like, is it a Jason? I'm like, every time I call my doctor, I'm like, Hey doc, can I try this med now? Like, and like, it feels a little bit like odd, but anyways, it's part of the process in my world. So, so now I'm trying this and I'm going to give this an honest go because I have really seen some differences in how I feel. And I, I also have been listening to podcasts about ADHD and learning a lot about some of the things that I'm connecting to, like I'm connecting to some of the symptoms that they've talked about that I didn't even know until the point that I heard it, that was a symptom. And then I was like, oh my gosh, that's me. I do that. And that's a symptom, you know, like I'm uncovering the symptoms as I'm going with all of this too, which is also very kind of eye opening. And it, it's a, it's a process. Like it's a process to handle all of this. It's a process to process all of this. Like, that's the other thing. It's like, you don't realize like one of the things I was, I, I had heard and actually I'm going to pull up my notes on this. Cause I was writing notes as I, she was talking. This is from a podcast and I will put the links to these podcasts in my show notes for this episode. But she was talking about your set point that we all have a set point. And I believe we all have set points, whether you have ADHD or not. And I, uh, it's something that I've talked about in, um, my mindset stuff in any of my programs where you have an energetic maximum for let's say money and you have an energetic minimum for money. Right. So, and I believe we all have that. Um, but I think with ADHD, there's a few other nuances that happen with this, that, that let's say someone who doesn't have ADHD doesn't have, but your set point is like, let's use money as an example is you have a money set point where like for me, my money set point right now is around six figures a year, like 10 K months. 
that's been what I've earned for the last, even when I was in network marketing, like network marketing, it fluctuated a little bit. Some months were more, some months were a bit less, but I was always around that 10 K mark. When I started coaching, it didn't take me long to get to 10 K months. Cause that's my set point for my financial thermometer. But here's the thing. If you go beyond your set point, this is where, when you start to make more money, this is where the self-sabotage comes in. Because if you start making more money, you will start to like attract things to you or do things with your money that will get rid of the money. Now, I think with ADHD, because I know for myself, I take this to the extreme. So for instance, in my network marketing business, at my highest point in network marketing, I was making about $23,000 a month. That was a fuck ton of money for me because my brain wasn't used to it. Even when I worked in corporate, I was only making about, I think I had, I was making about 2,500 bucks a month in corporate. And then I started network marketing and I broke through that $2,500 ceiling in network marketing because I did personal development. That's the thing. You can break your, your set points if you do the personal development and stuff, which is another whole podcast, but you can, you can definitely break those set points. But if your set point is, is at hundred K and you start making 200 K well, you're sure as shit going to start to sabotage that if you haven't done the work. And with my ADHD brain, it goes into overdrive on getting rid of that money. It actually, it was really interesting because she says your brain will sabotage, but she says your brain does it in cool ways. So this is what was happening with me. It's like, oh, you had a $23,000 paycheck. I think we should plan a really rocking party for your team. Like let's go all out and they deserve it. And let's get them all gifts and let's like have this big party and let's get a special venue and all these things. And before you know it, I've spent 10 of that 23,000 on hosting this amazing party because we hit a milestone in my business and I didn't need to do that. I mean, it was lovely. I I don't regret it, but at the same time, my brain told me I had to do that, that that would be, it's what I need to do. It was right. Like I, I can't describe it, but, or I can describe it basically. It's just, yeah, it, it's the right thing to do. And I feel this strong desire that I need to do it, you know? And it's funny because anytime I've had a big month in my coaching, same thing. You know, I remember, I remember doing a launch and I had, I think it was around, I don't know, $20,000. It was a $20,000 launch around there. And I remember having like out of, after paying bills and doing some things, there was about eight grand in my bank. And I remember saying to my husband, you know, I really deserve a Louis Vuitton bag. Like I've worked really hard, you know, I've got the cash for it. And, you know, as somebody who's, you know, trying to be this successful thing, I really need to have that bag. And I bought it and I had that bag for a year and I'm not, not a word of a lie. Every time I picked it up and took it somewhere, I actually felt kind of like weird about it. That's a whole nother podcast in itself, but I didn't buy it for the right reasons. I bought it because my brain said, Hey, you, you, you cool cat, you having that really good successful month, you deserve a $2,000 handbag because it's going to make you super cool. And it's going to make you, you know, fit in and look like success. And that's what you deserve, right? Like that's what my brain says. And so I buy it. I satisfy that 
like I get the dopamine hit. And then I have this bag that basically sat in my office on the floor. I used it, you know, I used it, but it really for what it was worth, it sat on my office most of the time. I actually just sold it not too long ago. Cause I was like the energy attached to this bag is all fucking negative. <laughs> so I sold it because I was like, I don't, I don't need that to prove myself to anybody or anything, you know, but I looking back now, I can see that that was me getting rid of money that I had in my bank because my brain was like, we can't have this. This isn't us. This isn't your set point. Let's get rid of this. And she's talking, I'm not going to get into this part right now because I ha- I don't fully understand yet, but she started talking about cognitive dissonance where it's like, it's like the uncomfortableness and I'm going to do my best to describe it right now, but it's like where the money was in my bank and I actually felt uncomfortable about that. I actually felt really uncomfortable about it, even though I couldn't necessarily pinpoint that I did feel uncomfortable with it because my brain wasn't used to having all that extra cash. So I was like, the minute I could get rid of it, it actually brought me back to my set point. My set point was like, oh, I make 10 grand. I pay all my bills. I have nothing left at the end of the month. That's my set point. And so when that all extra was there, it was like, oh, no, 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 (laughs) no, 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 no. You don't keep this. We got to get rid of this. Remember? And then I was like, I get rid of it. And so this whole piece, I think everybody has a bit of this, but I'm realizing with ADHD, we go, we take this deep. Like we take this like full out. <laughs> we, we don't mess around with this thing. And I can pinpoint it all in my business when I've done these things in my life and in my business. And I don't want to do it anymore. Like I am tired of being a successful coach, but then not having anything to show for it. Like that's been my, like I'm you guys, I don't hold back on this shit. That has been my, my makes me want to cry. That's been my journey. work hard. I do really well. And then I fucking blow it. And I've never known that that was attached to something in my brain that I didn't know. And I think that's been the hardest part of all of this is all of the years that I've done things in my life and in my business and, and thought it was just the thing that I was supposed to do or that it was right, or it was just whatever. And, you know, I take full responsibility for this. Like you guys, I don't, I don't, I'm not blaming my brain or saying like, poor me or anything like that. But I didn't know that some of the thoughts that I was having and some of the actions I was taking was because of the fact that I don't process things the same way that let's say the average brain does. And that's probably been the hardest part about this whole thing is just looking back and just seeing times in my life where I was just like, Oh man, like how different could things be if I had of 
fix, like not fix. I don't want to use that word. If I ever accidentally use that word, I don't mean that. If I had been able to understand this 10 years ago, I just like, it's just, but you can't go there. Like I can go there in the sense to see the things so I can work on finding new tools and ways to, to work with that. And that's actually one of the things that I, I was talking to my husband about this and explaining this to him. And I'm, I'm passing on the podcasts and things that I'm listening to that I'm resonating with, with him. Cause I want him to listen to them too, so that we can be on the same page with everything. But I said to him, I explained this to him and I said, I think it's important that if you see me being or making decisions or asking about things or doing things that maybe to you seem not the right thing to do, or maybe like, I, I really encourage you to say to me, Hey, Shana, let's just talk about this for a second and just make sure that this is the right decision because you know, you have to come about it the right way. Cause if it's like, Hey, I don't think you're making the right decision. I think this is your ADHD and you're, you're making a wrong decision. Like I'm not going to take that very well. <laughs> I'm probably going to be pissed off. So, you know, we talked about how to bring these things up. So if he notices something that is potentially that I'm doing, because maybe I'm not thinking about it from the right angle that he can kind of interject and say, Hey, what about this? You know, before we actually you know, before you actually go and buy that, like, this is the thing. I don't regret any of the coaches I've spent money on. I don't regret any of the programs that I've, you know, I've obviously, obviously learned things from each and every one of them. However, with that being said, I can see where I thought if I sign up for this program, it is absolutely going to help me solve all my problems. And it's what I need right now. And I need to sign up for this. And if I don't, my business is going to fall and tank and it's going to be over. And that wasn't true, but my brain convinced me of that because it wanted me to spend the money to get the dopamine hit, to get rid of the cash, to keep myself in my set point, which is having money and then not having money, having money and then not having money, having money and then getting rid of it all. And then having to start over every month. And I can see that where I couldn't see it before. And so this is a lot of the things that have uncovered in the last little bit, especially even in the last 24, 48 hours, because I just started listening to a new book. I found a bunch of podcasts on ADHD that I've really resonated with, and I am ready to share more of this with you because I know I am not alone. I know, and I have conversations with you guys in my DMs on Instagram because when I do post about on Instagram, you guys are so great and you always comment. And for those of you guys who resonate and I, and I love and appreciate that because it is, it does feel very lonely. It feels like not everybody understands it. You know, even with my friends, it's like, I don't even know if my friends fully understand it. And I don't know how to even bring it up sometimes. Like I look back and see things that I ways that I were around my friends where I wasn't fully being myself because I felt like if I were, I would be too much. I would be too much. So I, I need to like have a guard up and, and, you know, to protect myself from saying too much or being too much or being too hyper or being too, you know, whatever. And I look back and I think, oh gosh, I should probably tell them, you know, but then I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if they'll understand. 
anyways, it doesn't matter. I'll figure that out. But that's where things have been for me in the last little while, to be honest, for a bunch of weeks there between the first ADHD podcast and this podcast, I actually took a big break from medication and just kind of shelved it for a little bit. But then some things started to bubble up and then last week happened. And then I was like, wait a minute, I need to continue trying to find the right solutions for me because I can't keep going in that loop. That loop is, is very hard. And that loop is not just hard on me, but it's hard on my relationships. It's hard on my family. And it's, it's, it's not fun. I don't want to be that person. I want to be happy. I want to be enjoying my life. I want to be, you know, making good decisions for my family and my house and my, my business and, and all that. I want to have money in the bank and, you know, have overflowed all of those things. I want to understand it so that I can be better and be more of who I am because who I am is amazing. I'm just saying, I'm an amazing coach. I'm a fucking awesome mom. I'm a really good wife. I just, there's things that I just need to understand better so that I can be more of all of those things. And that's the part about ADHD and fixing it that I really, the book that I'm listening to right now, which I'll tell you the name of the book, I'm going to open it. It's called a radical guide for women with ADHD and it's on audible. Um, and this is the book that I've just started listening to. And they talk about that, about this not being something that you need to fix. Like this is just figuring out how things work and finding solutions so that you can be more of who you are. And I really resonated with that. I just thought that was really powerful. Um, And here's a couple of the podcasts. So this is one podcast that I listen to right now. It's called I Have ADHD um, Podcast, and it's by Kristen Carter. Uh, I've been listening to that one. It's been really good. She's the one who talked about the set point. And then another one I listened to was ADHD for smart ass women with Tracy Otsuka. And, um, I, these are for me, I'm listening to these on audible, but I'm sure they're all on iTunes as well. And speaking of podcasts, speaking of podcasts, here's where I'm going to get into a little bit about what's changing, what's changing in my world. (laughs) Oh gosh. I noticed (laughs) speaking of change, one of the things as that I've done in the past, is like change everything. Every time I think something's not working again, something that I do because of my, the way my brain works, noticing that this change isn't because of that. This change is actually to be more of who I am and to bring more of this to the table. Something that I'm going to do, it's probably going to launch in January because here's the thing. Something else I do with ADHD is I put ridiculous timelines on things and I'm like, oh my God, let's launch this like next week. And it's like, whoa, wait a minute. You want to revamp your whole podcast and do all these things and you want it next week? Like that's a little bit insane, Shana. I know I could do it because I get hyper-focused on things and I take a lot of action. And when I'm excited about something, it's go time. But I also want to make sure I do this right. So I'm going to share with you a little bit about how this podcast is going to change here's, here's what I, here's what I'm thinking. I am done with the fluff. I'm done with the overproduced. I'm done with the stuff when it comes to anything in my business. No, we don't need all of the fluff overproduced stuff. We want to just like, let's bring it to the table. Let's talk like it is. Let's not edit this. Like, let's just have this conversation. And as you know, I've been kind of doing that with this podcast, the pursuit podcast for the last probably month where I'm just coming on and talking. I'm not putting the intro in. I'm not putting the music. I'm not putting all the stuff. I'm just talking. 
And for me, that's actually been so freeing. I love just turning on my Zoom and recording and just doing this. And you get what you get. You know what I mean? And that's the, I'm always in my best when I'm like this. This is why I love coaching with my clients versus like preparing, you know, something because I'm always in the moment with them and we're having these kind of conversations and it's literally just flowing through me. And I love being like this with the podcast. So what I want to do is I want to change this podcast. It's going to still be for entrepreneurs, specifically online entrepreneurs. It's still going to be mainly for women. I mean, men can listen to this too. Shout out to all my men out there who listen to this podcast, but I want to incorporate a bit more of the ADHD. I want to highlight some of the struggles and the things that, that we go through, but I also really want to be real much like I was in this episode. Like I don't want to hold back. I I want the vulnerability to come through. I want to share with you how it's really going. And so that's going to be the name that this podcast is actually going to change to. It's going to be called how it's really going with Shana Rucker, daily musings of a 40 something ADHD online entrepreneur pursuing the dream. This is the new direction of this podcast. And I want to come on here. I, my thought right now is to come on every day and just give you a little 10, 20 minutes of like, Hey, here's what's going on in my business right now. Here's what's going on in my life slash business. Here's what I learned today. Here's what happened with the client today. Here's what happened with my ADHD today. Here's what happened with whatever. That's the idea, like a reality show, like a reality podcast of like, Hey, I'm a 47, actually 47, but I'm going to call it 40 something year old woman with all the things. And I'm pursuing my dream of becoming a successful online entrepreneur. And I want to bring you on the journey with me. And it's not all going to be the good stuff. It's not all going to be the highlight reels. It's going to be some stuff. We're going to celebrate stuff. We're going to talk about the wins, but we're also going to talk about struggles. And we're also going to talk about the real stuff. And we're also going to talk about, I don't know. I don't want to even put any fucking boundaries on it. I just want to just show up and I just want to share what's on my heart in that moment. And if you want to come along for the ride, then, you know, hopefully daily, I'm going to commit to Monday to Friday daily, unless that somehow doesn't work. Here's the thing. We're going to try it. And if it doesn't work, then we'll make it whenever I feel like it, but a few times a week. And we're going to see how it goes. But if you want to be along for the ride and, and learn from me and learn as I'm going and learn as I'm learning, this is what we're going to do. And we're going to just have real stories. And if I bring guests on the podcast, it's because they're got a real story that they want to share too. Like, I don't want to have this curated as, okay, here's the topic for today. Here's what we're going to teach today. Like, I don't want that. Cause I, I mean, that's helpful. And there's tons of that on the internet. I just want to be real and talk and like, let's have this conversation. And you guys know always that when I'm on here having these right now, it feels like a one-way conversation because I'm talking to you and you're listening, but you know, you can always respond in my Instagram DMS, which by the way, is going to be at some point before the new year changing from quantum leap queen to Shana Wrecker. So I'm going to go back to using my name on Instagram, but that's a whole process because we have to find all the links and everything and start updating it. So for right now, it's still quantum leap queen at quantum leap queen on Instagram, but you know, that's like an open door to have conversations with me about stuff that you are resonating with on this podcast questions about anything that I share. Um, 
you know, it's, it's a space, it's a safe space to be able to reach out and say, Hey, I really resonated with this, um, you know, or anything, whatever. And let's just, let's just see where this goes. It feels really good to me to have this sort of free flowing conversation with you all. Um, the idea dropped into my head when we were watching actually Conan O'Brien's podcast on YouTube and they were just like sitting around a table having a conversation and they were laughing and doing stuff and just talking. And I said to my husband, I'm like, oh my God, that would be so fun to have like a job like that. And I'm like, wait a minute, I actually have a podcast. I could actually do something like this. And the idea kind of dropped in and then it started to formulate over a few days. And then I did the cover artwork and then I shared the idea with a few people and everybody was like, that's a great idea. And so I, it, 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 my brain hasn't told me it's not a good idea yet. So I'm going to keep going down this road. And if you love this idea, please let me know, send me a message on Instagram. Say, I love this idea. I'm going to listen because that will help my RSD. (laughs) It'll satisfy my, my RSD. And I will feel like, okay, we've got people on board. This is a good thing. Let's go. Um, I would, I would seriously though love to hear from you and, um, I'm excited. I'm excited for it. So stay tuned for that. I don't, want to give a date yet as to when we're going to do it. Cause I am going to officially launch it and do the full like, um, podcast launch, but it will still be on this channel, this thing, like everything here will just sh- switch over. And, um, but it, it's really not going to be that much different, but kind of different. It's going to be more like this. Let's just put it that way, but shorter. This was a longer episode cause there was a lot to unpack here today, but, um, yeah, it's going to be like this. So I'm excited and I want to hear from you. Let me know if you're excited and thank you guys so much for listening. And I, if you're still with me right now and you're resonating to all of this, like just in my heart, I feel you and there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing to fix. Start doing your research, start doing your homework, talk to your doctor, talk to your therapist, talk to your psychiatrist, talk to whomever your medical professional and, and find the solution for you. What's a solution for me? isn't necessarily going to be the solution for you. Like everybody's solutions are going to be different, but there are things that you can do. You don't have to, you don't have to suffer in the things that as a, as a, someone with ADHD suffers with, and we do, we do suffer. Like, trust me, the things and the decisions and the way that my brain has worked for 47 years, there's a lot of areas where I look at my life and I'm like, Oh, but there's also amazing things that come with having a brain like this, you know, and I've talked about that in the first episode of, of my ADHD journey. So you can listen to it there, but you know, I'm an amazing problem solver. I think quickly I, I can do technology like nobody's business and I do it fast. You know, like there's a lot of things that are good about having a brain that works like mine. And, um, so it's not all bad, but it is something to understand and listen to the podcast, read the books, have the conversations. That's the other big thing. The open dialogue with my husband and my kids has been very important. Um, I honestly, you know, I hope that you have that same kind of communication with your family because it's so important. It really is. Um, that's also been something that has been, been really powerful. So, and I, I do believe it's bringing us closer. I really do because we have a whole new level of understanding that we didn't have before because he just was like, I don't want to say he was like, you're crazy. Cause he never ever said that to me, but he's like, sometimes it'd be like, what's wrong. You know, like, I don't understand. And I'd be like, I don't know. I don't understand either. It just is. 
and now we both understand and now we can do something, you know? So, um, so there's that, but anyways, I'm going to go cause I've been talking for a long time and I'm super thirsty and I need to go, but <laughs> I'd love to hear from you. I look forward to adjusting this podcast to be more vulnerable, more, more open so that you can learn from what I'm learning and, and be on this journey with me. So stay tuned for that. Thank you guys so much. I love and appreciate you all. And we'll see you in the next episode. Bye for now.